Welcome to Gardening Talk back on 2NURFM 103.7. Greg Richard here, joined by Judy Sharp this week. Yeah, me today. Hi, Greg. You're on holidays as well? Yes, I was, yeah. Sorry to abandon the sinking ship, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we did share a bit of a family holiday, which was lovely, yeah. Excellent. So good to be back, though? Yeah, it is always good to be home. It does you good to go away because you appreciate what we've got here, don't you? You do, it's, yeah. especially with today. Beautiful day. It is a beautiful day, yeah. Really? Haven't even got the jumper on. No, not at all. No. No, it's first time in a while I haven't worn a jacket, nothing. No, well, this weekend I had a jumper, a scarf and a big parker on at the shop, at the nursery. Yep. It was absolutely bitter on Saturday, wasn't it? Oh, it was cold Saturday night as well. Yeah, we went back to winter, but here, spring sprung today. It's, hopefully it stays that way for a while. Yeah, because you know what will happen. We'll have an unsettled spring and, boy, we're going to get a lot of calls about passion fruit. Why aren't they fruiting? <laughs> Speaking of, what do you got for us today, Judy? I'm going to talk about your favourite subject today and with your help, that yep. is lawn care. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mowed the lawn the other day, actually. Oh, brilliant. Well, we'll get right into that. Uh, tomatoes, I'm starting to get inquiries about the fruit fly. Right. Yeah, so that and, and a couple of other topics. Um, aphids on roses we need to address. Gardenias, they're starting to be very naughty, getting right. yellow leaves. Now, you mentioned that lawns at the top of the hour, Judy. Yeah, you mowed at the weekend. Mowed as well. After I thought I, my mow was broken and I didn't know what to do because I'm not very good mechanically, <laughs> I asked my neighbour what you know about mowers and he's going, oh, have you checked the spark plug? I said, no, yeah, it looks all right, it looks fine. I showed it to him he's going, no, you need to buy a new one. <laughs> And that was it. I had two weeks of not mowing my lawn because I didn't know what was wrong with it. Just a spark plug. Well, you know, you should have done horticulture, Greg. I don't know they still do, but once they spent three weeks of the course learning how to fix lawn mowers. Really? Yeah. The and first I, three weeks? Oh, not the first three, but a full three weeks, weeks. Yep. during the course. And I'm saying this with qualification because I don't know that they still do it. Yep. But I used to think... Well, if you're in the business, you'd probably take it to a lawnmower specialist, wouldn't you? Sure. Well, that's what I do with ours at yeah. the shop. Yeah. yeah. Sure, there'd be some sort of, I don't know, discount or something with that involved, or I'm not, I'm not sure. No. Uh, well, uh, my garden maintenance crew—they're about to take every tool we've got, and uh, I can tell you that's a bit of an expensive it's exercise <laughs> to have them serviced. Yeah. They were going to wanted to buy a new chainsaw and. Uh, Scott got involved. He said, no, 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 tell them to get it service. That's all it means, yeah, yeah. So, look, you've mown the lawn. Yep. And, of course, you knew rain was coming. Yes, exactly. So you fertilised, didn't you? I'll say yes. <laughs> and you top-dressed lightly, didn't you? <coughs> exactly. Well, see, you're right on the ball now. It's all this education you get on a Monday. Is it too late to do that now, though? Uh, no. Hypothetically, if I didn't top-dress. Well, no, it's not too late, but I don't know the rain's coming back, is it? I'm not sure. I don't think so. There might be a little bit of rain on Wednesday. Right. Well, if you were good and got it on before the rain came, that'd be good. Otherwise, you've got to stand there and hose it in Okay. within the water restriction hours. Yep. Mm. So it's probably best to wait for rain then. Probably is, yes, now. I will do, but luckily for me, I did do it, so I don't have to wait now. No, <laughs> no, I'm so surprised you've done that. So let's hope all our listeners out there were out in the rain too. Hopefully they were. Yeah, it's the best time to always fertilise your lawn. So now's the best time? Yep, yep. Right. Then we've got Terry from Oakhampton, and he's got a question about the Japanese box hedge. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, good morning, Judy. Well, good afternoon, I think. 
Oh, it is good afternoon too. <laughs> it is. It goes quick when you're having fun, doesn't it? It does. You've it got does. a problem with yeah. your back, your box hedge? Yeah, like most of it is going well, but there's a, there's a few feet of it, and I'm only just really noticing it. I trimmed it yesterday. Um, the new growth, well, there's not a lot of new growth, and what there is is just a sort of a, uh, a yellowish rather than the bright lime green. And it's just simply not growing. There's, you know, it's uh, most of it is good, and then there's a patch of it that's just um, not growing and, and more yellowing than uh, than the new growth. Terry, I'm guessing you've got scale on it. Okay. And it is a bit hard to see on the Japanese box hedge. Uh, is it the lower growth? A lot of it. Um, the lower growth is probably more affected. But even on the very top, um, the, what is trying to be new leaf is sort of also yellowing rather than... Uh, that lovely and, green. Uh, yeah, rather than that nice white green like yeah. the rest of the, the, the hedges. Look, I, I'm pretty sure you need to be spraying with um, white oil or one of the oils for scale. Okay. Uh, look... I had a Japanese box hedge along right around our swimming pool many years ago and uh, one part of it was on a slope and it got all the water runoff from the garden and yeah. it used to go yellow. So I used to put dolomite on it and that right. encouraged the acidity in the soil and helped it go yellow again, uh, green again, sorry. Uh, okay. But, you know, we haven't really had that much rain for you to have you know, dampness no. affecting it. So it's probably more the scale, so I'd spray okay. it with that. But it wouldn't hurt you to throw some dolomite around the bottom either. All right. Well, I'll do that and, um, yeah, I'll give that a go and see how it goes. That'd yeah. be great. And do you All feed right. the hedge with uh, cow manure? No, we like it's something that I've been thinking about. We, we hardly feed it at all. Like we water it pretty well. It's on drippers and that. Um, but it probably hasn't had a good feed for a while. So. Yeah, maybe it's time, although I have a confession to make. Mine have been in my garden, my <laughs> current garden, for 12, 12 to 14 years, yeah. and they are absolutely beautiful, and I never water them and I never feed them. Yeah. Uh, they are very hardy plants, so let's, you know, address the scale and give them some dolomite, and, and then a couple of weeks down the track, maybe do feed it up with cow manure. Just some cow manure, that's yep. all, that's all yep. you need to put acidity in the soil. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thanks, that's okay, thanks Terry. for your advice. Thank nice you, Paul. Bye. Bye. Cheers, thanks, Terry. We've got Brian now from Taralba, and he's got a question about the nectarine tree. Hello, Brian. Yeah. Good afternoon there, Judy. Um, I've just come back from holidays. I was away overseas for a couple of months and came back, and my nectarine tree has got a fair bit of leaf curl on it. Oh, and yes, yeah. Well, you yeah, know so the I was secret. wondering what to spray it. And yeah. the, the, also the fruit are, are probably about an inch in diameter, diameter about 25 mil in, or, or smaller than that in diameter. And I wanted to um, put some spray on there to keep the fruit fly off. So right, I was wondering okay. what you suggested there. Well, we'll address the first problem. Uh, yeah, obviously, cool. you were away at the time when it should have been yeah. sprayed uh, yeah, before yeah. leaf burst. So now it's a little bit difficult to get under control. So try spraying with copper oxychloride. Copper oxychloride, yep, yep. okay. And then do it again in two weeks' time. Yeah. Um, is it worth trying to pull the affected leaves off? 
Uh, yes, but um, that probably won't stop it doing it unless you spray oh, okay. it. Yeah, you might. Okay. You know, you uh, the affected leaves won't be fixed, of course, but any new growth yeah. coming out, the copper may should do the job. Okay, okay. I'll get that from. Now, I'm glad you brought up about fruit fly because I was going to talk about tomatoes and fruit fly and I'll get on to that one in a minute. But, um, you know, today um, we're unable to use um, insecticides that are systemic. So uh, really the best way to go now is to hang the traps in the tree. Yeah. So you attract the female fruit fly. And when you buy those little traps, they, they, the wick does last three months. And if you want a replacement wick, they're not very expensive. But you would have to, if it's a big tree, you're going to have to hang a few around. Okay. Now, obviously, you're a good gardener, so you clean the fruit up that falls on the ground, oh, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the big secret. But the problem is, of course, you know, you could have neighbours that don't, um, and that encourages the fruit fly. So it's most important to clean that fruit up. But you're on the right track, so it's just... You shouldn't have gone on holidays, Brian. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> I do enjoy going away, so... Uh... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you, unfortunately, you have to face the gardening problems when you come back. Sometimes, you know, you leave someone in charge of watering and their watering is entirely different than what you do too. Well, I, I was away for, for two months and, um, I mean, the, the, the fruit hadn't come on and the uh, the leaves were only starting to come out. So uh, um, I thought I'd wait. I, I flew, flew back in on Friday, so uh, today's the day I'm ringing you up. I'm straight onto it straight away, but I'll... I'll pop out and get some... Uh, Copper oxychloride. Yep, some and spray. Yep. I'll do that this afternoon yep. and get stuck into it. And buy some little um, traps, the fruit fly yeah. traps, yeah, because yeah. even though they won't be attacking the fruit yet because it's too small and hard, you yeah. will attract the females that are in the area Yeah. and knock them on uh, the head before the fruit ripens. Because it's so disappointing when they uh, you do go to pick the fruit and find that they're full of fly. You've wasted you know the complete season and it's just been a complete other waste of time and furniture, uh, uh, watering and uh, and uh, fertilizer. So yeah, uh, it is, yeah. it is, my dear. But you know, surprisingly, this will surprise you. Um, commercially, uh, the products that we can no longer use in the home garden are still being used. And I can't understand that because I think home gardeners grow fruit and vegetables uh, so they know what they are eating. Yes, so exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So a, and, I, and I do have, um, while I was away, my neighbour came across to my yard and put in about 20 tomato plants for me. So uh, well, I will he, be listening intently to hear about the uh, the fly strike on the tomatoes okay. that you're going to be talking about later. I'll talk about that a bit later. But, Thanks um, very much there. Yeah, unfortunately, we're left, uh, let's say, naked now uh, to protect our uh, fruiting in the garden. Well, um, we need the bees on the tomato plants to get the fruit, but otherwise, you know, I would be quite happy to net the whole damn garden off to keep the... Uh, the, um, the fruit butterflies fly, and uh, yeah, moths and, yeah. and insects off, off the garden. Yeah, but, you know, I always spray f- uh, for anything, even using pyrethra, my spray uh, when the sun goes down, and the bees have generally gone home to bed. Yeah, yeah. 
Because yeah. without any bees, we're in big trouble. Yeah, but, you know, I find, uh, say when we get a load of uh, lavender in at the nursery and, you know, uh, our garden area's gone concrete, the bees come from nowhere. It's am- it amazes me how do they know that the lavender's in. Yes. Yeah, Wonderful. so, and that's right in the city, of course, so... Yeah. Um, we just need to plant things that the bees like to come to. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your time and your information, Judy. You're very welcome, Brian. Nice talking. Bye. Bye-bye. And we've got Peter from Tea Gardens. Now, he's got a solution about catching a fruit fly. Wow, good on you, Peter. I hope it's a workable one. Uh, it seems to work. I'd come across it by accident. Um, you know, the sticky coral fruit um, paper. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah the uh, yellow ones? Catches, yeah, that catches flies with the sticky coils. Yep. I put there a couple of those in citrus trees and the amount of fruit fly after one day was incredible. Yeah, yeah it acted like a trap. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. No, uh, they actually stick to the paper. Yeah. Um, I noticed some fruit flies on the leaves one day and put it out the next day and there was a light pot stuck on the traps. So, Peter, you, you probably should tell the listeners where you bought those um, sticky flies. At the big green store, a lot of them around Bunnings. Oh, right, right. And I think they were called um, Big Buds or something like that, B-U-double-Z. Right. And it wouldn't have been in the gardening section, I wouldn't imagine. Yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, in the insecticide section, yeah. Oh, right, OK. Thank yeah. you very much for that. Um, no, it's you know, flying in bed one night. So I wonder if it worked on fruit flies, and it did, so, yeah. Oh, good, excellent, yeah. yeah. So when you get them covered, you just throw them away and put another one up? Yeah, put another one up. They last oh, a good week or so, maybe longer, yeah. Yeah, but, well, uh, it's, it's hard to beat, isn't it? So that's good advice. Thanks, Peter. Yeah. No problem, Judy. Thank you for the call. Cheers. Bye. Pleasure. Bye. And we've got Colleen from Assessnock, and she's also got some advice about how to get rid of fruit fly. Oh, come go ahead, Colleen, please. Golden Circle pineapple juice off the shelves in Woolworths or Coles. Yeah, and you've got to spray it with it fairly regularly, don't you? No, you don't. You only have to continue to spray it if it rains. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I have heard that pineapple one before. Yes, Um, 60% of the juice. Right. 40% of the water. Yep. And I can guarantee it well, that you won't have, you for strawberries, tomatoes, for whatever fruit you want, the male fly does not like pineapple juice. Well, that's great, great news, Colleen. I mean, you know, it's so hard to beat today and with a combination of all these things, hopefully we can keep our gardens clear of them. And not only that, we're not using pesticides to spray our fruit. No, that's right. So it's 60% of the golden circle pineapple juice. And not the one in the fridge, the one on the shelf. Right, okay, like a a tin. No, it's in a a plastic two-litre bottle. Oh, right, okay, yep, and we mix 40% water with it. Hmm. Okay, shake it up and spray it on. And spray it on. It's an ordinary little spray can, you know, plastic one that you buy, and you go around, and the fly, the, fly, the male fly does not like the smell. 
Well, that's great advice. Thanks, Colleen. And um, but if it rains, of you've course got to you've spray got to it again. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Thank you very much, Colleen. That's wonderful. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Have a good day. Thank you, dear. Bye. Cheers. Thanks, Colleen. It's Gardening Talkback on Two and You Are FM. Now we're talking about fruit fly pretty much most of the show today, Judy. But you've got an issue with tomatoes. Yes, yes. Well, I noticed the customers are starting to question me about the fruit fly for tomatoes because yep. they really do. They don't attack the little small ones, the fruit fly. So often I find now gardeners are tending towards planting those. But if you still favour a big tomato, uh, particularly the grafted grosslies, they produce 30 kilo of fruit right. on one tomato. Yes, so they're still very popular. But my secret is, well, it's not a secret. I know it's um, probably been used by someone else on this gardening program. Um, we won't mention any names. But we won't mention any names. It's but yes. <laughs> um, uh, look, my method is to use Vegemite and yep. Malathon and you mix it to a paintable paste. Yep. Now, there are no quantities. It's just mixing it up till you can actually paint it on the tomato steak and that attracts the fly to the, the Vegemite. They love it. Right, so it's just mixed by the eye, essentially. It's mixed by the eye, yeah, and to a paintable spread. And uh, then, of course, they eat the uh, Vegemite and they get the Malathon and they're gone. Right. Yeah. So that's my little hint for fruit fly on tomatoes. Obviously, you can't use it on big trees because, you know, you can imagine how much Vegemite you'd be using yeah. on the trunk of a jars. <laughs> <laughs> but certainly uh, it does work on the tomatoes. So, uh, But you don't have to – the idea is when you plant them, you should always put your steak in at the same time so you don't damage their roots. So I always think if you paint it as – just after you plant it, when it starts to get the small fruit on it, uh, paint the stake and try and wipe them out of the garden. But, you know, you might have to repeat it, of course, as yep. the tomatoes ripen because it's when they start to turn colour that the fruit fly attacks. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that and all the combinations we've had today. Oh, gosh, it's be been right. amazing. Yeah, yeah. And we've got uh, Helen now from Shortland. Good afternoon, Helen. Good afternoon to you. Hi, Helen. Hello, Judy. I hope you had a great holiday. Oh, I did, thank you. A lot of beautiful <laughs> gardens and we visited a friend in Bristol that we yes. met years ago and uh, to have lunch with them and I cannot tell you how amazing her garden was. And she oh. had all different rooms in it and fountains. Yes. and But, you know, they don't have the same water problem we have. No. And the heat, no. uh, even yes. though they get a short they get a short burst of summer. I can tell mm. you I was over there in summer and I had a jumper on. <laughs> but they think it's hot anyway. Yes, so yes. what can I help you with today, dear? Well, Judy, I bought a rhododendron about six weeks ago at least, it's a very healthy plant. It has like three um, stems from the main trunk and yep. they, they all have buds on them. Right. But the buds aren't going anywhere. Um, I've been going to give it a drink of potash and repot it and everything, but I don't want to lose it because it's a lovely plant. So, you know, I, I can't understand why it isn't the, grudge, the buds aren't growing um, so I don't know whether it's getting enough sun or what. Well, is can you tell me what colour it is, Helen? 
a white one with trimmed with pink. Well, that would probably need the shade. Yes, well, it had on the, the ticket to just put it under a tree somewhere and forget it. Well, I've done that, and it gets um, a bit of midday sun and afternoon sun, but it isn't yeah. going anywhere, so yeah, I shouldn't give it sun any is, sun. But, well, Pardon? midday sun is hot. Midday yes. sun is hot, and uh, sometimes afternoon sun, 3 o'clock's the hottest in the day. Um, right. So, look, you do see, I've noticed a beautiful rhododendron out in Katara. It's yes. the hot pink one. They seem to take the sun. Right. But I think when you said to me white, I got the danger signal. Um, I think it would need probably, no, definitely only a little bit of morning sun. Sun. Uh, have you planted it in the ground or is it in a pot? No, it's in a pot. It's it's very root-bound and I was going to just lift it out and put it in a pot with some new soil around it, but someone told me if I disturb it, I'll lose the flowers. No, it's only if you disturb the roots, which you won't. Uh, no. You'll hit the pot on the side so the root ball comes yes. out in one and yes. uh, make sure you use a good acidic potting mix. Right. Don't buy one that's under $10 because that won't do the trick. And the no. other thing you could do is get some peat moss and yes. put about oh, half an inch. I'm sorry, I'm still an inch person. Um, yes. Half an inch thick around the surface. And that, every time you water, that w washes the acidity through the soil. Sure. Mm. Right. But I, I would see. suggest you need to be giving it a drink each day. Oh, yes, I do that. Right, okay, but, that's good, yeah. No, look, I'd go ahead and repot it and then yes. find a morning sunspot. Sun. Thank you very much, Judy, that's great. <laughs> You're quite welcome, Helen. But don't Thank forget you. it's only a young plant, so yes. it mightn't really uh, flower properly until next season. Oh, I see. Oh, that's so good. Thanks very much, Judy. Thank You're quite you. quite welcome. Thank you, dear. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. It's Gardening Talk back on a Monday afternoon on 2NURFM. We've got Jim from Charlestown, and he's also got some advice about getting rid of fruit fly. Oh, this is good today, Greg. <laughs> Hello, Jim. Oh, Thank hi, you. how are you, Jude? Um, well. Yeah, like Brian, who rang earlier, uh, fruit fly has been the bane of my gardening uh, life, and um, the way I control them now basically is by exclusion. So that's, you know, with the little fine mesh bags you can either buy. Yes, Or yeah. <laughs> someone who is very close to me makes them up, sews them up to suit whatever size bag you want with lace curtains from Vinnie's or something like that. But oh, really? to Brian, you yeah. know, works a treat. Just tie them on with a bit of string or plastic or whatever. Um, but Brian was saying, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is that corn is self-fertilised um, due to the wind throwing the seed around from one to the other. And likewise, um, tomatoes are also self-fertilising. So for many years, I've been growing mine in a structure, as Brian alluded to, he'd like to do that. Well, my advice is that he can safely do that, build a, um, a structure out of um, netting that, you know, that little fruit fly can't get through, and um, he'll have great tomatoes. Right, OK. And, and, of course, over in England, they're all grown in glass houses. I exactly. noticed, yeah, yeah, even in the yeah, summer yeah. they so grow they, them they in glass houses. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. They can be locked away. Yes, from definitely. Everything. Yeah, that's yep. very good advice. But you'd have to make sure, Jim, this the netting's not too thick because they need the sun. Hey, 
Yes, that's, yep. that's, that's correct, yeah. yes. Yep. So green on the top, mine is, and, and clear on the sides, white. Yeah. Oh, right, excellent. Thank you for that, Jim. That's good You're advice. You're welcome. Thank okay. you, dear. Bye. Bye. Jeez, thanks, Jim. We've got Dennis now from Belmont North, and he needs advice about getting rid of a bug on a tangelo tree. Hello, Dennis. Have you got the stink bug? Uh, hi, Judy. How are you? I'm well, no, thank you, well, I've got stink bugs too, but uh, that's not what I was ringing about. Oh, right. I've got a tangelo tree. Um, what's it? Probably over four metres. Um, I noticed the other day there's these bugs on it, and they're in the forks of the branches, major, the larger ones, the larger forks, um, and they're black and white, white on the top and black down below. They're you know, just under half an inch. Um, oh, nasty. And there was a bunch of them, like there was three together, and I've, I got about oh, a ten, I suppose, and they seem to be able to have movement. Um, right. When you squash them, they're a red mess. Would that be some sort of scale? Uh, yeah, well, scale definitely has red inside. Yep. Um, but um, that's a fairly big piece of scale, though. Oh, yeah, I've never... I've got black scale. I've, yeah. know, that's common. But I've never seen these things before. No. Um, I'd be really interested if you could... Um, Drop Take some. a photo? Yeah. Um, you can pick them off. Yeah, t- um, tell me, are they, but are they moving? Scale, you don't see movement. That's right. I just noticed when I spotted some in a branch and I turned away and um, then I couldn't find them. Um, oh, and then so later on gone. I found them they were on the other side. Ah, right, okay. Well, that's not scale, so um, we do need a photo. But in the meantime, you could spray them with Malathon. Malathon? Yeah. Um, can you still buy that? Yes, yes. I was at a local hardware shop the other day and they didn't have any. No. Um, well, but you can still buy it, can you? Definitely, and I've got it in stock. But, we, you know, we always operate um, from advice from the government. They send yep. us through information when something's taken off the market. At the moment, they're looking at uh, a form of uh, treatment that we use for army grub which is a pity because we're going to get army grub again soon. Uh, But we've been advised by the government to take them off the shelf temporarily. I've had no advice about Malathon. Ah. um, uh, That gentleman that rung earlier with the fly paper. Yes. I tried that last year um, with the Vegemite and Malathon and I put it on a... Uh, ice cream stick oh, and yeah. stuck that to the centre of that sticky paper um, and the fruit flies around that were everywhere. Yeah, no, they really love Vegemite, they do. Don't they? Yeah. So, yeah, that oh, give well, them a real yeah. hurry up. Yeah, that, that, uh, we've had some wonderful help today with fruit fly. So and I hope, some beauties. Yeah, so um, if you'd like to send a photo in, Greg, um, what's the procedure, dear? Well, our email address is gardening at com. So if you'd send yeah. an email to that, and yep. Judy and Scott can have a look at it. That'd be great. Because they right. sound like very interesting creatures, those bugs. Yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, okay. you know, try, try and go to 
a garden centre somewhere. I'm sure they might have it. Maybe... I, um, I certainly will. Yeah, I, maybe Cherry Road. Said, no, it's not there. They've stopped it. But mm. he can't have known what he's talking about. Well, I'm, maybe I've missed the mail. I don't know. <laughs> but I know I've still got it and it's still well, been supplied. So the supplier would cut it off straight away. So... Good. Okay. Thank you, right, Dennis, for the much, call. Judy. Thank you. Right, Bye. See you later. Cheers, Bye. Dennis. I think we've got time for one more caller. And we've got Mary, and she's got a question about tree borers. Oh, Mary, that's a problem, isn't it? Oh, it's terrible, Judy. Terrible. I've got five or six grevilleas that are about five metres tall. Oh. And I've got the borers in them. And I've rang, I rang your nursery yesterday, and they just said there's really nothing you can do. So I was ringing maybe you might have a trick for me. <laughs> oh, actually, that was probably me yesterday. I was on duty <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. I'm thinking to do you again. <laughs> oh, I probably had my phone voice on yesterday. Uh, you probably did. Yeah, look, I am sorry. Uh, you know, once we injected with Roga and yeah. we, we drilled holes and uh, put some more Roga in and then we... Uh, went over the holes with putty so that the fumes killed them. Well, now, of course, that is impossible. And I probably said to you yesterday, if you can cut the branch off and yeah. seal it, um, that might be the best thing you can do. I can't spray the trees with anything to deter them off. Um, look, you could try spraying with malathon. Yep. Uh, you could also inject with malathon, and that may help. Okay, darling. Yeah, but you know the secret, uh, an, an old-fashioned trick is feed yeah. the plant up, you, obviously with blood and bone or a native plant food. And I did that, yeah, I did that the other day when we had a little bit of a shower, so I've done that uh, and I might get some more. Yeah, because that often helps the sap rise and chases him out. Oh, okay then. Yep, so try that as well. Okay then, thanks, Judy. Thank you, Mary. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers, thanks, Mary. Guarding Talkback on 2NURLF, Matt. We've got a couple of minutes left, Judy. Didn't you want to mention something about roses before? Yeah, look, my roses are all budded up, uh, as are many people. Yep. And um, I walked past the other day and I thought, oh, you devils. They started to shrivel a little bit. Now, that's caused by aphids, and they're sucking the sap out of the new growth. Right. And they love to attack roses getting new growth. So get out the pyrethrum or the malathon or the rose spray and... Please dispose of those aphids, yeah. I read an interesting fact yesterday that aphids, in fact, um, are, well, let's say, bisexual. Right. They don't have males, yeah. So they produce all this on their all the, their offspring on their own. Okay. Yeah. Now, gardenias are a problem. Everyone's yep. coming in with yellow leaves. Now, that often happens because, even though we've had a little bit of rain now, prior to that, they weren't watering enough. But if um, if that isn't the problem, they're making new buds, so they put everything into that and they're not worried about their leaves. They want their flowers to look good. Yep. So you might have to hit them with magnesium okay. to get the leaves to go green again. But water, water, water. So uh, just water. That's water. it. That's all you got. <laughs> water and magnesium if necessary. Right, yeah. Excellent. Judy okay. Sharp, thank you very much. It was nice to see you back. Yeah, good to see you, Greg. Yeah. Will you be back next week? I'm not sure. I get, you know, like a half an hour's prior warning these days. Right, I'll wait. It'll be just the excitement of who comes through the door. But I come through the door. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Greg. Thank, Thank you very you. much.
Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>